And we're live here talking the gridiron. That's how we do it here. We're going week 14. Gentlemen, we have made it all the way here. Week 14, we keep chipping our way through. We even go with technology things, figuring it out on the fly here. I got Jimmy Pilato with me from far end of the bench podcast. The Broncos continue to play well out there in Denver. We got Jordan Maxson here representing that Cincy hat. We'll definitely get into the gentlemen's Bengals here today. We got a lot to discuss as well. We had some big games on the calendar here. Some ones maybe not as good, but we did have a few beauties as well. My Raiders were not on that list. So we'll get that will be we'll save that one for we will probably burn that one in the, the fire. That one that one belongs. Never anybody should ever watch that game ever. So uh, <laughs> Jimmy, how we doing? I'm I'm surprised that the first thing you said after bringing me up was the Broncos. Uh, I, I am, on right now too. It's the, the wrong, blue. it's the wrong co-host, wrong co-host. Uh, it's the orange and blue, man. It, the- it, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the black, it's the orange. I'm awesome. I, my, my team can win without their star quarterback. And what Jordan and I feared is, is not the case. It was yeah. that one weird week where they had to figure out or like, okay, Jake, what can you actually do here? And they figured it out after playing horrendous against the Steelers, which still that sucks that we lost against the Steelers. But hey, last two weeks, Jake Browning, that's that's my guy. That's my guy for the foreseeable future. And that's the team's guy. And even though people are gonna sit there and say quarterback controversy question mark, I mean I sit here and say, Hell no. You know how many of those throws would have been touchdowns if it was Joe Burrow throwing them instead of Jake Browning? Like I Jamar Chase in the first half open on a post. And thrown behind him so he can't use his speed and his his field vision to get any more yards. He just goes down. I'm like, that's a 60-yard play with Joe Burrow. So as good as Jake Browning is, and, and, and I love you for stepping in like, like you have, this is Joe Burrow's team when he comes back. It is not a quarterback controversy. I don't want to hear any of that going going forward. Um, before we get too far ahead here, General, we do have a – I did put it on the on the front page here of the, of the episode this week, so I do want to give everybody an update here. It was a big game on the calendar, and we are live during it right now. As, is this right? 24-6 I'm seeing right now. Cowboys over the Eagles as we're entering halftime, gentlemen. Uh, Prescott, I mean, we've kind of always joked a little bit about the MVP thing, but, I mean, you you win a game like this and you win it running away. I don't know, guys. That, that might jump them to number one a little bit in some people's eyes. It's something weird with the Eagles right now, but it is 24-6. At least my, I think I'm a little bit behind because they're not at, at halftime yet. There's something up with them, and it's – they say all the right things, which is what makes me I, – I think that they should be able to overcome it because it's like they, they've identified the issue, but they can't figure out what's going to actually fix the issue going on. And as good as the Eagles are up front, the last few weeks, they've been absolutely killed on the ground. They can't stop the run. They haven't been able to get their running game going, and they're walking away with three points instead of six. Those are three really big issues, like the trenches, not being able to score touchdowns, and not understanding how you're going to move forward with that. The The Eagles have a lot more issues, and this is a game where I don't know. I, I'm going to continue to try and find ways to say that it's not the Cowboys' year because I'm not going to be one of those <laughs> – dummies with the the Super Bowl tattoo on my calf however many Super Bowls they almost (laughs) won since the last one so I'm still I'm still leery on them and it's I think that's part of it right is we're just not he's they've never proven it to us so we have all these failures you're gonna call a quarterback sneak with less than 30 seconds left it's just gonna happen 
I think maybe the more maybe a more intriguing story out of this Jordan would be that the Eagles they get smoked by the Cowboys. I mean but, that would especially after getting I mean, smoked by the it, Niners. It's tur- it's continuously it's continuously turnovers. I mean uh, he really the he had a fumble he had a fumble on a drive that they should have scored six on, and then he threw a bad interception. You know not not long after that, and they're just constantly going three and out, three and out, three and out. So it's. I, I don't know if it's a spell or the timing or, you know, up front he's kind of getting more pressure, uh, but it's it's just a lot of – Hurts is not playing the football kind of that we got accustomed to seeing. He's always kind of had a turnover issue with, you know, the design play call for the runs, but consistently not being able to push the ball downfield when you have two outstanding weapons, it, it uh, it's kind of debacling to me. But the defensive side – you look at the trades they made. Bird doesn't look comfortable. He kind of came out in their nickel package. Now he has to play full time safety because their starter got hurt about a quarter ago. So you're seeing a lot of they new faces. I know they, they just, too. The, the, the linebacker from the Colts just making his debut. Uh, he doesn't look comfortable in the system yet. So I think they have a lot of moving pieces. You know, through the kind of the mid season trades that they pulled off, and some of the acquisitions from last year. A lot of their secondary is brand new outside the, the uh, starting corners. So I think you're just kind of seeing that puzzle try to fit all together. Uh, I, I think they'll figure it out. But, you know, De- Dallas making a, kind of a smacking statement. Uh, I'm shocked at the score. I kind of thought Dallas would win this one, but I didn't think it was going to be borderline blowout. There's still a whole half left, but we'll see. <laughs> Tyler, David Carr is wondering where Mariota is. Yeah, David Carr a little, made a little news this week. Made a little news this week. Yeah, the Cowboys, though, it's surprising – like I said, like but the Eagles standpoint, the offense, right? Like the night Bosa went out and said it. He it was like I guess it's not giving away anything because you can watch it on tape. But he was kind of like they're kind of they're predictable at moments. The Eagles because of the way they their read offense, right? It's one, two, three. That's the way he kind of put it out. So like it, you know, like it's not necessarily an easy offense when they're when they're cooking. But it also, if your defense can stay in their gap, especially the defensive line, it does give the secondary a little bit more of a chance. I thought that was interesting when he said that. So. I don't I because I, we've been talking about this all the way back to that Thursday night game where they barely won against the Vikings and we all had oh is this issues for the Eagles and I really do think like they lost their two coordinators from last season and it just has yeah. never never come together and never gelled you've had different people out with injuries at different times and the new trades like the new guys that they bring in via off the street I, I think they would be good players but now you have you're in the crunch time of your season. They said it before the broadcast tonight. They could drop down to five if they lose yeah. this game from the number one seed. And you don't really have that time to, to marinate no. those guys that you just brought in, but that's going to be the way that it has to move. Like Leonard yes. is not going to look the the part of middle linebacker in this offense or defense for another couple of weeks. And don't you think maybe also too, like in the NFL, other than other sports, you, you don't really want to be trending that far down. Like, you know, like it's no, hard this football. Is- yeah. It was great because you were figuring out how to win terrible games, but now yeah. you're like, now we're losing, losing, and not just losing these terrible games, not losing the games where we probably should have walked away with one or two more losses on a record. We're we're getting absolutely mollywopped by teams that people were comparing them to us. We were the yeah. comparison two weeks ago, and now it's it's totally flipped. Um, Prescott right now, 157 yards, two touchdowns, hurts seven for 13, 92 yards. Uh, in the air, uh, Lamb, five receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown so far. We'll keep you updated on that as we did hit halftime there, 24-6. Gentlemen, games of the day here. 
These teams are only allowed to play close games. Bills and Chiefs comes down to the wire. This time, the Bills and the coach. I thought he died for a second. They, they he was down. I thought they get this man some oxygen. Get uh, get Big Durbin some oxygen. Get him a wheelchair. Get him off the field. I, don't I think know if he you was guys know this. He was an all-American wrestler in high school. I can see it. He, this short little strong. I only guy. say that every time because they say that every time that he's on the screen. <laughs> I've I've heard that stat a billion times because the Bills have had all the Jim Nance and Tony Romo games. You know, as a wrestler in high school, McDermott has a lot of toughness. Jim keeps that one in his back pocket all the time. That one's always in his back pocket when he needs that. But another close game, right? Like the Bills do pull it out. The defense is able to make enough of a stop with it. Uh, what do you guys make of that uh, uh, as the Bills, Chiefs? Let's start with you, uh, Jordan, as I get our guy Nico on here from the other part of the Bench Podcast. Here Surprise! Well. He's back. Here we go. <laughs> I- Where's the Stone Cold music, Nico? I thought you were going to have that queued up. I, I, I was listening, and I saw uh, Chiefs talk was coming up, so I just had to – was ready to, ready to jump in right on the moment of a dime. So, but yeah, no, I, Darius Tony does not have a job tomorrow. Tyler, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think you're finally seeing the uh, the free agency kind of catch up with the Chiefs. Uh, they've been playing close games all year, all the, dating all the way back to the Jets, which I'm sure we'll touch on them later. But uh, that really uh, that you know the the offensive tackles being new, uh, it's finally shown its ugly head. Uh, miss, missing all their receiving weapons throughout. Throughout the last couple of years, you know, it, it, people said, oh, you can replace it. Last year they kind of did some patchwork on it, but it's just it's not the same p- offensive power, and you're seeing teams honestly not fear them. Uh, you know, you look at – it's so enjoyable. Denver, yeah, it's so Bruce enjoyable. The Denver gets punched in the face. I mean, that, that's kind of been their tailspin since then, and back-to-back weeks with losses. Uh, you're finally seeing the sideline implode. The defensive players are yelling at the coaches. The coaches are out with the defensive player. Mahomes is slamming his helmet now. Now he's seeing it. it's Mahomes completely is bitching at everybody he can find. Oh, you you need, you need to just let him play, ref. Well, you know, a couple weeks ago he was singing the other way. Oh, you can't. You got to call that. You got to call that. So I think every, everything so is so far. Uh, it's it's art. So uh, far offside. So I, far offside. It's not even line. no, but it doesn't matter. You're the that's <laughs> your job as a receiver. You look at the referee and you point at him, and he will tell you good or scoop back. You're too far. So and they have that issue at the defensive end, right? Three years ago or something like yeah, that. Frank you know? Yeah, Frank Clark. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, that same thing with it. What did you? That would have been a magical play, Brittany. Oh, it was Brittany awesome. Mahomes I was like, holy play. shit, he actually pulled it off. He's been talking <laughs> about this on his podcast for the last four months. Holy shit. Uh, Taylor Swift's gonna write a song about this. <laughs> she Man, still might write a song about this. She still might because now there's that good tragic angle that she's able to go at it from. I'm uh, I'm gonna get smacked the next time I see my girlfriend. They should have they should have paid Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's 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 shown its rear, it's shown its head, man. Oh, big time. Uh Nico, I was assuming you're enjoying the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to sit back, let everyone get their two senses out because obviously I have a lot of strong opinions about how how the officiating, how how Mahomes is acting and everything going on. First off, there isn't a more entitled right now team than the Chiefs. They think that they run the league, and Mahomes and Kelsey think because Taylor Swift is sitting in the stands wearing red and yellow, that they run everything and that that they're the whole show. That's what they think they are, plain and simple. And to go on national TV and in a post-game press conference and say, oh, the ref's got to call that one back. 
I'm sorry. I look. I tweeted this out from our account. If you think a referee should pick up the flag he threw before the play, like as the play was just beginning, right? Ball snapped. He throws a flag. You think a referee should go back and be like, you know what? Um, that was a pretty sick fucking play. I was pretty sick. Pretty damn cool. I I, I think I'll pull this flag up for them real quick because Holy you know shit. that's pretty damn cool. I feel like the damn Steve Ballmer out here. Like, does he really want him to be like, you know what? Like, that was pretty damn cool. Let's pull the flag because uh, the rules don't fucking matter once the Kansas City Chiefs. It's so funny. It's so funny, right? They've lost three of the last four. Uh, don't look now. The Denver Broncos are one game oh, behind you, motherfuckers. Like, like, come on now. It's crazy. It's crazy that they want to act as these entitled little sassy little Bitches, excuse my language, but that's what they are. That's what they are. Mahomes was acting like that at the end of the game where you're coaching a team and you're like, okay, dude, relax. We lo- you, know, you don't have to like – I got to like call me. I, look, I get arguing a pass interference, arguing a, a holding call. But you I like can't fucking argue that. What are you going to do? Are you going to argue a guy standing a whole foot but, but, in front of but the neutral zone – the, the the line of scrimmage is an imaginary line. That blue line on the TV is not there in real life. It's um, it's maybe so that's funny. what they're going to end up doing. Maybe they will put a line down. They'll have like a laser so that everybody knows where they are. And when Kadarius Tony inevitably lines up off sides, he's just going to get shocked. Just be like, they get, get out. They, they get they, back. They get back. Middle school. Out. You always you always check with the ref. You always put your hand up. Say, hey, am, I, am I good? Am I good? And it, you know that they're paid to tell you yes or no. F side show Bob and all his crying, all the cheese. It was great there for a minute after that play, though. They go to the box and ah, and then oh, he got oh. the line. Oh, that was music to my ears. It's it's, it's the equivalent of a goal being called back because of like that offsides that just this much. Or I've, I've, the Avalanche have one where the guy he's his skate touches the ice as the guy's butt is going into the bench and they still call it too many men on the ice when we scored in a playoff game and end up losing to your Sharks, Darren. So I'm a little bit salty about that. Um, It just happens. But you're a professional. You're paid millions of dollars to, A, catch the football, which Kadarius Tony has already proven he's a little bit iffy at, and, B, line up onside. I feel like that's a $500,000 mistake there. You're losing at home. To a under 500 football team. Let's not forget about that. Your schedule, look, they were the number one seed in, in the in, in the AFC West last year. So they had played a number one seed schedule. But they play the Eagles at home. They play the Bills at home. They're playing all these good teams at home. And you're crying about that at that point of the game, a guy because you can't follow the damn rules that have been in place for hundred plus years. Uh, come on now, it's ridiculous. They play the. They should get a little healthy versus the Patriots and Raiders the next week. So if you lose one of those, maybe the ship's really. Uh, New Year's. It's, it's, really on, uh, they're not going to be able to watch that New Year's Eve game because <laughs> you know the, uh, the Raiders got that circled. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Can we get three nothing? Can we pull it out? Can we get the three nothing win? Uh, the Bills are they back a little bit? I feel like you know I don't know if they're back, but they had two impressive wins here. They joined the massive amount of teams that are seven and six. Uh, that are going into it, but the Chiefs, I think we all enjoy just a little bit for one week, a little sourness on their side there. As they drop, what they I think they drop all the way to the four seed now, uh, right. based on that. So they drop all the way down there. So it's kind of like, tomorrow they'd be on the road. Yeah, like you said, never happened before. It's never yeah. happened before. Dude, Interesting. And, and, 
Mahomes has never not made the the championship game, right? That's the thing. Right? He's no, never he's not played in on playoff yeah, team. He's hosted every single playoff game that he's ever played in. Uh, crazy to think about. Just crazy still at this point. Of his career. This, we uh, want to anoint a guy, the greatest quarterback of the generation, never having to win a playoff game on the road. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is true. Yeah, I, I will see it this year, hopefully. It will be fun to see if he can do, uh, pull that out. All right, we'll keep it moving here. Game of the day here. I got next one. Ravens pull it out over the Rams. They win it off on a punt on a punt return in overtime. Not one you're expecting to be a game of the day, but it actually did turn out to be pretty entertaining. They, was, they were kind of going back and forth. The Rams ran the ball really well, which surprised me. The Ravens continue to be one of those teams that I'm just not sure about. Every week we talk about them. They're still not just making me cemented in there, but they pull out W's like this, right? Like they fight till the end or they find a way even on special teams to get the W. Uh, the Rams, I thought, you know, obviously that would have been a huge win for them uh, to get over to get over 500 there. So uh, any thoughts on that game there, Jimmy? It's frustrating because as good as the Bengals win was today, this and the Browns made it a little bit less. Uh, it's I, I don't know if I have too much hope of, of getting back where we need to be in, in the in the division. There are ways to beat the Ravens. I think that they over the last few years, what they've shown is that they're one of the easier teams to scheme up in the playoffs. So you can let the Lamar and ha have all of his video game numbers during the regular season. Once he proves it in a playoff game, I'll have to sing a different tune. But he has not yeah. had a performance where he's not spin cycling Nick Vigil in, in the playoffs. That just doesn't happen. Teams tighten up against him. They know how to stop him, and, and they kind of just let him have whatever he wants during the beginning uh, of the season. Uh, that's kind of what the MO has been for the Ravens. So that's where I, I still think they are. They're a better team. They're leading the division. But that was uh, – I, I don't think that they should have been that close with the Rams if they're the number one team in the AFC North. That's fair. What do you think, Jordan? Uh, I'm kind of worried about them. Uh, their passing game—they they did it through the air today. I believe I believe Lamar elapsed 300 yards today. OBJ yeah. kind of looked like himself. Uh, the rookie wide receiver they had kind of went off. They look like a good tandem going into the playoffs. Uh, we all know they can run the ball, but to see see Lamar drop back uh, 47 times and uh, com complete a little bit more than 50% of them. That's that's kind of, as a Bengals fan and just kind of a football fan, that's kind of concerning if he figures out how to uh, keep slinging the ball. So I think it's more of a signature win that they had to score 30-plus points, which, you know, the, that's not their M.O. Their M.O. is, you know, grind it out, meat and potatoes. Whoever gets yeah. to past 20 usually wins against them. And that uh, to, to see him win in a shootout, that's – that's kind of eye-opening. I think that's a huge confidence boost for him going forward and kind of scary for the rest of the league. Your thoughts, Nico, on the Ravens? I haven't well, heard your thoughts uh, on them in a while. They're obviously yeah, the top well, team here. They just figure out – they they find out ways to win. Like, they, that's yeah. that's what they're doing. Is like when it comes down to the regular season, like you lose games in National Football League at the end of the season because you're either mentally stronger or you're mentally weaker. And the Ravens right now are mentally stronger than everyone they're playing. They're finding new ways to figure out how to win, whether it be the punt return touchdown, game-winning field goals because they have the best kicker of this generation, arguably the greatest kicker of all time. Like you, you, they, they have things figured out, but I think I think Jordan hit the nail on the head. It's like what are the weapons going to be when it comes to playoffs? What weapons are you going to be scared of? Because yeah. obviously the big answer would be Mark Andrews, and he won't be there. So mm -hmm. can you trust Zay Flowers? Can you trust a banged-up OBJ? He looks healthier now, but he's still banged up. Like, can you trust those guys offensively in a running game that's still hot and cold? Like, you know, J.K. Dobbins, so, like, you still can't trust 
the weapons outside. And that's going to be the biggest problem for this team is. But if they keep figuring out, finding out ways to win when it gets to the playoffs, they'll just have that much more confidence. But when you look at the weapons they have across the board, it's just tough to compete against the other top teams in the AFC. And they got Jaguars at Niners, Dolphins, the next three games. And they finish with the so, yeah, so they'll have three games there where they're right, uh, right at it. So um, that'll be interesting. How, see how they, that Niners-Ravens uh, game, I believe, is on Christmas Day as well. So that'll be a good primetime matchup there on Christmas Day here in a few weeks. Kind of get a good one there right there. And um, then we'll have to spend a ton of time, but it was a good game at the end. Tampa Bay, we were watching it with my son. We were in the pizza parlor. He had the he had that one going with me. I had the I had the Rams here. He was updating me with it. An ugly win, a six and seven. I said they take the lead of the NFC South. The Bucks pull it out. Um, they, they haul it in with Baker Mayfield. I don't know what it is. He is showing me a little something this year. He's I got moxie. That's what they've said since yeah. he got drafted. He's got the moxie. He's got the Brett Favre swagger or whatever it is. He's going to make some team at, at some point very, very happy. And you, yeah, you, you mentioned that on, a, I feel like, maybe like four maybe four or five weeks ago. You said, I, some, correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't like he, he hadn't got a shot, but you felt like he felt like he hadn't got a true shot with a team like every year in the out because of the injuries partially and because yeah. of like they always had a backup kind of ready to go to take his spot too. It's been kind of chaotic for him, but everywhere yeah. that he's gone, he's been at, at least able to be serviceable, which is yeah. it's it's saying something because now we've seen like Russ struggled picking up two playbooks in the last two seasons, and that was what a lot of people thought was one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. I think that it it's a huge testament to Baker Mayfield that now he's been in Cleveland, won games for them, won their first playoff game in forever. He went to Los Angeles and won a game off of five days uh, notice, which is what we were given. J.K. Or, now, Josh Dobbs, I almost said J.K. Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, so much credit for it, learning an offense in four days and getting a win. And this yeah. year with the Bucks, it hasn't been perfect. And and granted, last time that the Bucks and Falcons, they should have had about this much many points scored, but they had like four or five turnovers apiece in the red zone. It's It's not perfect, but I mean, if you could put the right team around Baker Mayfield, I feel like you could win a lot of football games in the NFL. It's not like he's a a lost toy that you have to try and put back together. He's the guy that can prove that if he learns your system and if he has the guys around him, if he doesn't get beat up throughout the season behind a bad offensive line, I feel like this guy in the perfect system, which is, I guess you can say that about a lot of people, but I don't know. Baker Mayfield's shown a little bit more than, than a lot of people. So Nico six and seven bucks, six and six and seven Falcons, six and seven saints. Who's winning that terrible division. I, I have to go with the Buccaneers because I think I think what Jimmy said was perfect was like Baker Mayfield has a factor, has the it factor that Desmond Ritter doesn't have. Fuck it. Derek Carr doesn't Ritter have doesn't it. Derek doesn't have that for you. Derek Carr doesn't have it. Or Derek Carr slash Jameis Winston doesn't have it. And Bryce Young or whoever the Carolina Panthers have, doesn't have it either. Like he has he, he has been the he has been the best quarterback in this division this season. And this is the division where like he's been he was the guy that just was the leftover because Brady left. That the Buccaneers yeah. thought, you know what, we're not going to be very good this year. Let's just have Baker run out there. We'll draft the quarterback, and then next year he'll 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 mentor the young guy or whatever. Baker said, "Nah, I'm still here, dog. Like I can win you football games." Look, like I said, when you say winning football games, it's only six out of thirteen games. Don't get me wrong; yeah. it's not like winning meaningful, meaningful football games, but you're winning games when you need to against teams that are also struggling. And and that's one thing Baker has done is like. He has the balls to go out there and make the make the crazy plays and make the plays that he knows he can with his legs and with his arm. That 
not not the, the other quarterbacks in this division are scared of. Derek Carr is scared to take the top off Olave. Um, Desmond Ritter can't throw a five yard out to Bijan Robinson in the red zone. Oh, friends, you right? saw that too in the end. Like, zone, like, like, yeah. he, he has the <laughs> three, to do it unlike anybody else. Three, three, three. I was thinking about poor John and Mike here on Out of Your Falcon Mind with that one. Ah, uh, I think I could have made that maybe that one right there. Maybe, maybe that one I could maybe. That was a bad. It's throw. the worst throw that you can't if you can't make it and you sign up to play quarterback. You just that's because I had a couple kids in flag football this year that sh- said, "Yeah, I could play quarterback." I said, "Okay, the one thing that you cannot do if you're throwing an out route, you cannot leave it to the inside." Because it will give it, it will be picked, and most likely it'll be a pick six because you're kind of chubby, and uh, you're not going to chase down the kid that intercepts the football. So let's not do that. Just throw it out of bounds if you can't make the throw. I'm just, I, I, I have these pulled up here. So Baker Mayfield this year has thrown for nearly three thousand yards. He's got eighteen touchdowns and eight interceptions. Are you telling me that New York shouldn't have thought to bring him over during before the trade deadline when you're looking at Zach Wilson slash Tim Boyle? who barely eclipsed over 2,000 yards. Like, that's that's where I I find the value in Baker Mayfield. Some teams yeah. should make him their corner piece, and you can put really good team, really good pieces around him. Imagine him in Detroit right now, because what has Detroit had the last two weeks? That's – I just feel like there's more, more to fair. Baker than what people are giving him credit for. And I've been a Baker fan for a long time. I was still a Baker fan when he was grabbing his crotch facing Kansas <laughs> in college. <laughs> I was the one guy on the hill on the on the college radio station. No, no, they should have shook his hand. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. No, you're a Baker guy all the way. How about, yeah, was the Oklahoma the flag one? Is that what it was? He was that was also Oklahoma, Ohio, Ohio State, State the flag Ohio. one. Okay, at Ohio State, yeah, that's the one I remember there with it. Uh, so they they go out, they pull it out there. That division, as we continue to talk about, is. It feels like a mess week in and week out, and I feel like that's going to come down. That's going to be like that Sunday night game where both teams are seven and eight, right, playing for the division. And it's only odd because it's still uh, they still got a relevant game with it. So, I feel like, what was it, the Seahawks and Rams like eight, ten years ago? Both teams seven and nine played for the division. Um, all right, let's get to it, boys. Your guys, I said it, Bengals show some fight. The Browns, your boy Jake Browning, he shines again here. The Bengals. 14 nothing. It was on locally here, somewhere, somewhere in Northern California. I got it on CBS here. I got that. It was on. We check it out. 14 nothing lead. You guys are looking good. Then immediately 14 all again. And then the Bengals show a little fight. Like I said, you guys bounce back two straight after the Monday night game. I had you guys Sunday. You were not feeling good. Both of you were not feeling good about that Monday night game either. So they pull it out. Jimmy Pilato, the Bengals. A little surprising, correct? A little surprising. A little surprising, <laughs> little little surprising. Um, yeah, because the last time this happened, it, it's not unprecedented for the Bengals to beat a team that everybody thought they were going to lose to on Monday Night Football with a backup quarterback. Because yeah. it happened a few years ago when Burrow tore his ACL. They did that to the to the Steelers. If you remember the the double renegade game where they finally got Juju, I think Von Bell finally got Juju Smith Schuster off of TikTok during that game. Um, the last two weeks are a little bit surreal, and it, it's hard for me because to, uh, here's the thing. I will say about today, it wasn't as perfect as the Monday night game was, and they still got a big win. The The defensive line was getting after it, and when they needed a play at the end of the game because the Colts were going for it on 4th and 15, you have two stud defensive ends that can get after the quarterback in those big situa- situations. 91 is a premier pass rusher in this league. 
He, you, you know him. He's got one of the most iconic sack celebrations now in the league because he gets to do it all the goddamn time, which is awesome. But Trey Hendrickson steps up in those big situations. He's the next jersey that I'm getting by far and away because he's he brings an attitude to that defense. Logan Wilson today had a couple big plays. Jermaine Pratt blew up uh, Quentin Nelson, which as an offensive lineman, it hurt me. Because I was like, I've been in that situation where the linebacker just totally ran over my face and I couldn't even get my hands up to try and block him. Jermaine Pratt had like two or three plays like that. The the guys are stepping up and and they're professionals. It doesn't take one person to run this team. So now it's I'm kind of having to go back on my on my commentary on the college football playoff game last last week where a quarterback going down shouldn't take you out of contention to to continue to win games. Is Jake Browning going to continue to do this? I don't know, but I get a couple more weeks of exciting football. That's the thing. You guys get to you get to watch some like kind of at least you got some games on the line here. You moved to seven and six. More importantly, you beat the team ahead of you as well. They're seven and six. You hold the tiebreaker over them now. The thing about you guys still, uh, Jordan, is you guys have the weapons. Like it's not like Browning's out there with like the Panthers' weapons. Yeah, you guys actually have like legit guys he can throw to in the NFL and. His, uh, what was it? Uh, Brown on that first touchdown, that screenplay. Oh, that little dude, he's the right fastest the dude on the field. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Teddy got away with one there, and I, I think Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy, retweeted. I I've been that offensive lineman that is that has gotten uh, away with. Are you a bit there was holding on my, that play? My heart. Oh, no, he, he stopped the guy in the back. It, my my oh, heart sank when I saw it. But uh, nobody else saw it. They were all looking at Chase Brown like, God damn, he is fast. But you forgot to give a shout out to BJ Hill with the his second career interception today. He definitely uh that you want to you want to talk about the most underrated trades <laughs> in our franchise history. I mean, we gave up all we traded was Billy Price, who was no longer even serviceable oh, oh, Billy. for us to beautiful. the Giants. <laughs> beautiful. That's beautiful. like a Joe Sackick level trade. <laughs> but uh we definitely gotta give a shout out to the offensive line. Uh zero sacks today when uh the uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a mental block, but uh, <laughs> hey, hold on one second, hold your, you will your help there, Jimmy. If when you get that, I wanted to ask you when you get the Hendrickson's jersey, do you have to get the long sleeve shirt right underneath it whenever you wear it? Is that I, that's, like probably that's, that's part know, of the deal? Probably required, and when I wear <laughs> it, I'm gonna have the cross eye black on, so it's gonna be really weird when the Bengals play on Mondays and I'm wearing my 91 jersey at school. But he's it's he's he's the engine. He's the engine because when yeah. he has been limited or not there, that defense doesn't stand a chance. And right now the defense needs to be <laughs> it's a tall task, but you need to be the no fly zone. You need to be that next transcendent level defense. Tampa Bay from 2022, when when they shut down Patrick Mahomes, you gotta be on that level. Um, so like I said, is this sustainable? Who the hell knows? I did not know if it was sustainable when they had Burrow couple yeah. years ago and they made that run all the way to the Super Bowl and I I doubted them every step of the way and it, it's it's because of what I've been through as a fan the yeah. Nico knows I, I've told the story <laughs> to a lot of different people that Steelers wild card game I nearly had to take the week off of school Nico knew I was writing checks with my mouth that the Bengals were about to cash You're about to this close and AJ AJ McCarron thrown to AJ Green uh. for the go route and it all went downhill from there uh, uh, Nico, Colts, Browning, and the Bengals. Which team are you uh, you trusting more here to get to the playoffs? Well, sorry, the, Colts, I know the, the, the Browns and the Bengals, you said? Uh, yeah. I, 
Well, it's no, not the Browns, the, the Bengals and the Colts. Between those teams, they oh, play oh, the absolutely the Bengals. I think the Colts okay. are one of the most fraudulent teams in the league. It's crazy they're 7-6. They're, their full, last four wins, they they beat. They, they were on a four-game four game, uh, uh, winning streak before today's game. And the last four teams they beat are very untalented. They're four of the most untalented teams in football. The Panthers are obviously the worst team in the league. Patriots – Scored three points a week ago. I don't care if they did Thursday. They scored three points a week ago. The Titans, with Will Levis, look like an absolute shell of themselves. They can't stop anybody on defense. And the Buccaneers, we just talked about, look, we talked about Baker all the time. They're a six and seven football team. They beat nobody in those last in those four games. It's the Bengals 100%. And like, like uh, uh, Jimmy and Jordan have been saying, like, the Bengals are still talented around Browning. Do I think Browning can win a football game for them? No. Do I think their defense and the talent around him can? That's a possibility. I don't yeah. think Browning will go out there and, and, and outperform another quarterback, especially with in the level the AFC quarterbacks are. But I think he almost did though against Lawrence last week. That, oh, he did. He totally that, did. That's, that's absolutely that's true. That's an aberration. Yeah, I, I just don't think that and that and look that, I think that's a big that's a big kudos to the guys around him. And like I said, guys like T. Higgins who will be out the door in the next offseason. Jamar Chase still having ups a great season with Browning too. Like like I said, he has the talent around him. And defense is good enough for them to win a playoff game, but I don't think it'll be Josh Browning to win the football game for them. It's going to be somebody else uh, to get to that point. And like I said, I, I, I believe that they, they have a much better chance than the Colts because the Colts actually have, to, actually have to beat some good teams to get there. The Steelers next week is going to be tough. They play the Falcons who will be playing for their playoff lives, and then they still play the Texans against two at the end of the season. So they yeah. I absolutely have believe in the Bengals. I just don't believe in the Colts at all. I think they were just fraudulent up until um, – well, up until this game, this game showed it entirely. Did, no, I, did you think the win against Baltimore was fraudulent a couple weeks ago? For for, oh, for the Bengals? No, for the for the Colts. The Bengals have not. I'm, beaten I'm the looking Ravens. at the Colts. They beat the Ravens in week three. Or week week yeah week three with Anthea Richardson. We're we're no, we're, we're a week we're a week finished the game. We're we're at week eleven. The Broncos are zero and three and one and five at that point. I will stand up up for my co-host right now. A long time ago, zero Colts games in our market because they normally (laughs) play at the same time as the Broncos. So he doesn't know what Gardner Minshew's been doing for the Colts. Even though he's a betting man, he should know what he's been doing. That was a long time ago. The Broncos were were a one and five football team at that point. This isn't that far off of a team. This isn't that far off of a team than beat the than beat the Ravens. Okay. And that was coming off the week where the Ravens kicked the shit out of the Bengals. The I week just, before. I, I just think that the, that the week three Colts are a lot different team than the week. What are we? Twelve right now? Thirteen? The Colts. 14, I think it's not 14, fourteen. Whatever. Whatever it is. I think it's a much much different team, and I think that this week showed that more than anything. I, and like I, I said, I think ahead, the Bengals' ahead. offensive line is what's going to carry him because the Colts came in with the second most sacks in the league. And with the Bengals' offensive line gave up zero. I kind of had a brain dump there for a minute, but yeah, they uh, that I hats off. I I did not expect that today at all. Yeah, Colts they join or the Colts Bengals they're in that mix with all those seven and six teams here in the AFC. My uh, brother's still talking about the Jets at five and eight right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We might get to that first. I'm sorry there. Hey, hey, shout, shout out the Jets though. That really helped both of that's us. It. That was a big win. So that's helping us. Another seven and six team here. The Browns, real quick. Well, then we'll move on to uh, another team. We just wanted to mention them. 
Flacco. I call it the replacement, Jimmy, just for you. The flat. He get is he coming in? Is he going to perform some magic? Three touchdowns again today. He's two and zero with them. Throw. He's almost thrown for six hundred yards in the in the first two games. It feels like the Jags continue to be that team where it's like they're doing good, but it's like they're hitting a wall. It feels like now every every couple of weeks. You know, they obviously don't have the golf carts like we thought in Florida as well. Apparently, after that, the whole Lawrence thing walking off the whole the field. That was kind of funny as well. Uh, just an interesting thing, game right here, real quick. I just wanted to bring the Browns up with it. Uh, they kind of stay in the mix. I'm more disappointed in the Jaguars from my standpoint with it. Um, as we move on from that game, because I want to keep the show going here a little bit, I want to give Nico some time to talk about let's ride here and his Broncos. They go throw through two touchdowns. They beat the Chargers. One game back of the Chiefs. One game back, Nico. Are they? Are you believing in this team? Is, it, is this a real thing? Is this Or is this it's, the Colts? It's total belief. All I have is belief, okay? I don't uh, think that this team will do anything, okay? Nico is dead last like, I, the dead Broncos I, I, have, I have belief right now. Fucking my fucking uh, uh, headboard. And I had it every Sunday morning and be like, you know what? I fucking believe. And that's all it is, okay? Do I think that this team can win a playoff game? Hell no. Did I think this team had a playoff chance? Hell no. I sat here in week six saying, if this team doesn't fucking lose every game from the here on out, I'm going to not riot. And I said, we need a tank for Drake May, tank for Caleb Williams, hell, even that far. And you you rattle off six of the last seven. Like, that. Really? that is – or, or five of the last six, whatever it is. Like, it, it is it is crazy. And, and like I said, it's the toughest part of your schedule um, that, you're, that, that you've gone through. You beat the Bills, you beat the Chiefs, you beat the Chargers, who were a preseason darling. Um, you've Texans. beaten some good teams. You they lost to the Texans. Lost to the Texans. Texans oh, are a damn good football oh, yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, lost to the Texans that. last week. Like, this is the best stretch of football. And, look, I don't know who has a better case for coach of the year right now than Sean Payton because of what he's done coaching circles on every single person he has played against. Because, because Brandon Staley is not going to have a job tomorrow morning because of him. Andy Reid got out coached twice. <laughs> okay, this is the nail in the coffin because they, they're going to play off hope they're dead. He has coached, outcoached every single team he has. And this is an untalented team, okay? Let's not be honest with ourselves. Let's be honest with ourselves. This team is not talented, okay? From top to bottom, there's maybe two, three dudes on this team that I'm like, you know what? Those could be dudes on a damn good football team. And that's, and it's probably Sertan, Sutton, and I would maybe say Miners, and maybe Javante Williams. Those are the three or four guys that I'm like, those are sustainable. Russ has been hot and cold. Uh, Judy can't fucking catch a ball or do a toe tap. Oh, that was terrible at that one. There's, he's this, so this bad. Team, this team is not talented at all. I, what Sean I take Payton P. Ryan done. back if you think he's not talented. I would take P. Ryan too. Please. P. P. Ryan has done a good job, but he's not going to be a number one running back on a damn good He's never team been the number one running back, which That's is awesome. awesome. He's a great number two, but he's not going to be a number one any, anytime soon. Both of you guys yeah. probably agree with that. Number so one beer in the league. But I look – just embarrassed I, after that 70-point performance? It seems like – Ever since that game, right? They've been a different team, though. Dude, Darren, it's, you don't know how hard it's been for Vance Joseph in in Colorado since <laughs> he was the head coach. You don't think that he looked at himself in the mirror after that seventy point win or that that seventy point debacle that his defense put out there, and he's like, "I have I played college football here. I have a lot of friends that still live here. I was the head coach here. If I'm a part of the worst loss in franchise history and do nothing to redeem myself." What am I as a man? Like that was a gut check moment. And I I like to give him credit because he's 
I mean, Nigo will give him credit too because that's the defense has been what's saved them the last few weeks, and you're doing it without a captain in Kareem Jackson. And the defense hasn't even. I mean, you're still finding gems in, in McMillan. McMillan is a guy that I I think of like Cam Taylor Britt last year. Like, where the hell did this guy come from? But he can cover pretty much anybody, and I feel pretty pretty confident about it. Andraft's a guy that is just dangerous off the edge. Like he 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 can go and get hit the quarterback with the with the freight train of an Ed Reed type player. And look, he's not Ed Reed, but man can fly off the ball. And like I said, this defense, it's crazy to think that this team they give up 70 defense. It's the same exact defense. Like let's 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 not talk to ourselves. It's the same exact personnel at, uh, across the board, except Vance Joseph realizing who he has, what dogs he has on defense. And like you know what, we gotta play to our strengths here. That's rushing the passer and making life, making the quarterback make mistakes. That's literally all they've done because they've caused turnovers. They've, they've made mistakes. They have the, le- the leading uh, safety in all football and in interceptions of Justin Simmons. Like they, they, they've made other quarterbacks look silly, plain and simple. And after the Dolphins ran all over them, you had the Jets run all over you. And after that, after the first Chiefs game where you lost, there was a really belief this defense would be like, you know what? We held Mahomes to under 20 points, not once, but twice. And the second time you held them under 10 points. Not many teams could say that in the NFL. And that momentum just carried into the rest of the season and getting this six of the last seven or one, two, three, there, yeah, six of the, the last seven win streak. So uh did I just see uh, real quick? Did I just see a touchdown? I, I was gonna say thick six in the Sunday night football game. Uh Fletcher Cox had the strip sack on Dak Prescott, and now they just returned it for the touchdown. So now it's an eleven point game with 1041 left in the third quarter. I got it up here on the ticker here. I'll keep you updated there. People tuning in, I'll keep the score updated there, 24-13. Uh, as we had Nico, we're talking about the, the Cowboys. All right, let me put it to you guys This with this as we're kind of entering the third quarter of the show here, middle of the third year with it. All right, we talked about the Browns for a second. Broncos, Browns, who, you take, who are we taking playoff-wise there? Uh, Jimmy, Bronco, Broncos, Browns, you get those two choices. I would say the Broncos because I trust the same thing that I said, picking the Broncos over the Chargers on our show this week. I trust Sean Payton to stick to what he knows is going to win him games more than I do Stefanski because Stefanski, he knows what his team is good at and what makes them win. And it's that running game, putting putting yourselves behind the offensive line that they've invested very heavily in. Sean Payton has no bones about making it the ugliest win possible. He will kick 18 field goals if it means that he wins the game because he knows he's going to play good defense on the other end. And if you score every possession, unlike whatever analytics Brandon Staley likes to look at, if you score every possession, you actually put your team in a better chance to be able to win on the last possession of the game. And that's what they've done a few times this season. And then today it was actually like, okay, they've actually stomped on the Chargers' throat. They were waiting for it. When you have Easton Stick come in at quarterback, the Chargers were waiting for it, but come on, man. No, I think the Broncos right now over the Browns have the better chance to make the playoffs, and I trust them more because uh, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson have no issue making it the most boring team that you've seen make the playoffs in the last 50 years. They have zero – like, it doesn't even phase them. You could ask them directly to their face to be like, I don't care. It it works. I, so, you could ask our fan base. I, I don't, we don't care either. I don't, I don't care. It's, it's like being a fan of Iowa. You're like, I, ah, we're going to score 10 points, but we're going to play Iowa. damn good defense. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> It'll probably end disaster, but you know what? We'll, we'll win football games, and we'll be in a position to, to have meaningful football games to root for in – 
end of December, beginning of January. That's all I've asked for for eight years. By the way, by the way, Cortland Sutton today becomes the first player since 2014 in a Broncos uniform to have double digit touchdowns in a season. Which was held by two players that season, Julius Thomas and Demarius Thomas. Uh, Thomas Twins. That offense was. Come along with it. Jordan, real quick to you, Browns or Broncos? Who do you believe in it more? I. I'm going to go the other way with this and not to pick on Tyler too here. I, I say the Browns, the Browns defense, they're getting healthy in the secondary. Uh, the pass rush is still there. Joe Flacco's figuring it out. He's going to have three games under his belt. They still have the weapons. David Njoku is pulling his head out of his ass uh, playing some <laughs> football last week. Last week he had a couple key drops this week, even more than made up for it. Uh, I, I believe in, I believe in the Browns. I mean, look what they're doing with it. They're on our third string, right tackle. Uh, you know, they had the rookie from Ohio State miss this week. They had their starter go out week three. Uh, they just it just seems like guy after guy after guy steps up. So, you know, give me Cleveland. They got that defense. And they got that defense. That, like we said, I, real quick, I got to go back. Sorry, it's on my mind that Eagles Cowboys game. Prescott, you're, we're, we're just talking you up and then you fumble. Like, the t- I just, sorry, it's just like, and then the defensive tackle scores, Carter. He, he, Maybe yeah. We tried, we tried at the beginning of the show to give him a little love. We tried. We'll see if anybody. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's what Dak Prescott does. And by the oh, way, that was uh, a Tyron Smith that gave up the pressure that caused the sack fumble. Uh, so, oh, your best oh. offensive lineman is what caused your biggest mistake so far tonight. Uh, that's not a good thing there. We got that happening with him. So Cowboys, we're in the third quarter, 10-minute mark there. We'll keep you updated, like we said, on the show here as we're moving through it. So we're talking Broncos and uh, Browns there, which quarterback or which team we trust a little bit more there. You guys both had the Broncos, Jordan, Browns, that's fair enough. With it, All right, news and notes part of the show as we kind of enter the third of the uh, third quarter here. Lions thumped by the ba- – I mean, you talk about one more. I'm starting to now – the Lions are kind of starting to fade a little bit on them now. I'm starting to really – the golf thing is really now has me concerned. Uh, was it your boy Mark Schlereth was doing the game today, uh, Jimmy? So I was – that one I had a lot on today too. And uh, he was – you know, he, he the one thing I found interesting what he was saying was the positive about the Lions is they rely on the – golf is really good at the play action. Yeah, but I feel like that goes hand in hand, right? Like if that's what you're really good at, you better have these other areas beyond your game for you to be dialed in. And the Lions are, I don't know, they're showing some like they're just showing some bumps along the way a little bit. Their defense is kind of wearing down a little bit. Fields did play well, I thought, manipulating the pocket a little bit, but um, I don't know. Lions can continue to concern me. As much as I would love to talk about the Lions because that that's a team that I like the way they play. I like the way that they're built. Um, that was. It was unfortunately not unforeseen by a lot of people because the way that Jared Goff has looked and the way that they've fallen behind, I mean, they should have lost to the Bears the last time they played them on their schedule. It's not like they have him in close. And maybe it was you're reading a little bit too much into your press clippings. They asked Dan Campbell today, what can you do to make sure that this doesn't happen? He said, I could tolerate a little bit less. I can be a little bit more crotchety. You guys know that. So we'll see how that goes this week. So now we're at the point where Dan Campbell is going to stop loving on his guys and he's going to turn it into the total. He's going to turn it from Ted Lasso to Led Tasso and start flipping tables and kicking balls at guys' heads. Maybe we'll see a different Detroit Lions team. This is a team that has everything that they need because I, I don't don't sit here and tell me that Jared Goff is the thing that's holding this team back. They can do whatever they want to do. They just have to execute and they have to understand that they're not the most talented team that they're playing. Not the most talented team on the field. Because Justin Fields and the Bears have a lot of talent, as bad as they have been. 
and as bad as they have been coached. I, I think that it's more to say about the Bears kind of – I don't know what they're trying to do, but they're showing something or, or showing the same thing that they always do. I thought Eberflus should have been fired a few weeks ago, but yeah. what do I know? I'm not an NFL GM. Uh, it's just – it's weird. The Lions should be in a better place. I'm interested to see what happens now that we get angry Dan Campbell instead of uh, happy-go-lucky Dan Campbell with his 14 shots of espresso. We'll see if he continues to be aggressive, Dan Campbell, and continue to go forward in every fourth down as well. Uh, they couldn't uphold it a little bit here. Jordan, the Lions again, they just continue to be a little worrisome. I, I think you just see Jared Goff, uh, I kind of say it week after week, he hits a ceiling, and they kind of come back down. And without the dominant run game behind him, with the, you know if Montgomery doesn't go off, if that backfield doesn't go off, he struggles. He he's not a quarterback that's going to go out and solely win you games. He's a piece that can be brought in and you know elevate a team up to the talent around him. So it's just where you're seeing that ceiling when the competition gets hotter and hotter here later in the season, especially in the playoffs you're going to see these struggles continue to rear their ugly head. I think Dan Campbell is going to make some adjustments because he's a great coach. I know I, I kind of hope he goes Arlie Ernie on him and, you know, kicks some boxes and makes people run around and, you know, maybe throws a jelly donut out. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's the same kind of song and dance for the Lions offense. It, it kind of centers around the pieces around him and the running game. And if they can't get that going, they're, they're not going to go very far in the playoffs. Yeah. No. And they're nine and four, so we don't want, I don't want to make it seem like they're nine and you know they're down there. But right, I think we're trying to compare them to the Eagles, Niners, Cowboys here. They had the chance to overtake all of them today. Yeah. They win. Yeah, you're right. They had it. They were right there with that. With, uh, and they had a couple bad losses too. That was another thing. They lost to a team, a couple teams they shouldn't have. They actually play your Broncos next week, Nico. Lions, Broncos. That will be. A, uh, how are you feeling about that game? Well, obviously, I feel very nervous because it's it's a very very talented team. But I think the the biggest problem the Lions have right now is there's not much veteran leadership on the team. The most the player with the most playoff experience on the team is the guy that 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 Jordan and Jimmy just shit on for for about five minutes there. And it's Jared Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl. You look across the board; it's a very young, raw team, right? Jamison Williams, Jameer Gibbs, Javon Montgomery, good running back. A lot of years of football. Bears weren't very good, not making the playoffs. Um, you look across the board, there's not much talent that has seen the postseason, that has seen late, good, big wins in December and early January. And that's the biggest problem they have here is, like, they're just running into games where they're like, we should be beating these bad teams, right? You're, we're, if we're going to be this good, you cannot have these lapses of judgment against these bad teams. And that's where the non-veteran leadership comes in. It's like veterans can step up being like, hey, we need to do this, that, and the other thing because if you get ahead of our asses, we're talented because they are much more talented than the Chicago Bears. It's, it's night and day. But the, they've had the Bears come and punk them nearly twice. They had – they had I forgot who it was a couple of weeks ago, but they had they got, they got punked by the Packers on Thanksgiving. Like they, they've got, they got punked by some teams. One. They got yeah. punked by some teams that they shouldn't have because they're that that talented in football team. And like I said, I expect them in the offseason to get some more leader, leadership. And that's your leadership to the offensive line and maybe, maybe defensively as well because they just don't have um, that playoff experience across the yeah. board outside of golf. Outside of golf. And that's what they're lacking. Um, and, and like I said, when, when, when he said Dan Campbell, is, he's, he's a hell of a coach, hell of a motivator, but the X's and O's. Um, it's going to come down to that when you face good teams, especially the NFC, that, look, the top four has been moving around every single week. Like, who, who has number one seed, two, three, two seed, three seed, four seed, has been moving around nearly every week. So we'll see We'll see how that ends up for them. But, like I said, I just don't see any playoff and veteran leadership across the board, um, and that's what the Lions are missing. 
it'll be interesting with them come playoff time, like what the narrative would be if they lose and they don't like lose their first round game or first like playoff game. And like, like, will they consider it a successful season though? Cause the lions really have never had a season like this where they're nine and four in a long time. You know what I mean? Where you feel like they're making steps. So it'll be curious how their fan base handles that as they kind of move along forward with the Dan Campbell, like you said, we'll see how his temperament changes as they kind of go along with it real quick here. Zach Wilson, we had to talk about that real quick. Your brother, your brother's jets. <laughs> Stroud, he goes down. We were talking about, we got you know, come on. They then they lose to the Jets. Their defense continues to play hard. Wilson, they, when they, they just keep the, the saga every week. He's our guy. He's our guy now. Like he, he's motivated. He's, he was frustrated. He wants to play. So he comes out. He actually, whatever. He played pretty well though. I mean, for I guess what you consider, he didn't look. He didn't look like the real. He didn't look like the other Zach Wilson. He actually looked like he kind of knew what he was doing a little bit at moments. The Texans coming off a exciting win. The last uh, last week they can't hold up to it. They look like they just were a young team that, like, said, "Oh, we're not going to play today on the road on the East Coast. This is just a game we're not going to show up for for an early game." They laid really flat. Uh, I, I was actually pretty disappointed in the the Texans in this game. Just I don't know. I just thought it was a. I was starting to kind of feel feel them a little bit, and then this loss makes me question it a little bit. I'm trying to see like. How many points did the the defense actually score? Because the Jets have a good enough defense that you can win with just defensive scoring. I think that's a, that's what we saw when Nico and I were at the Jets game when they played here against the Broncos. Uh, Wilson threw for 300, 301 yards. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's better than I ever would have thought he would have done. Garrett Wilson, one hundred and eight yards. So they look, it's look just, like a quarterback. I I think that. Not saying anything because we have been saying a lot of good things about the Houston Texans, and I think that they're still a decent team. Hell, they're still higher than the Jets in the playoff race. They're still one of the sure. teams at seven and six. So let's not. I don't. I don't know necessarily if we all need to jump off the raft that we're riding on quickly, but it yeah. ain't a luxury cruise liner that we're on right now with the Houston Texans. We forgot how badly Deshaun Watson did leave this team in disarray, and Bill O'Brien, because yeah. they they are putting things together and it's working a lot faster but these are still very young guys that you haven't had gel for more than six months in, in the year so far. You played great. You got to make sure that you don't let CJ Stroud hurt himself to the point beyond recognition during this season. I think that he's shown enough. You, you know that you need to build around him, but it's still like you have to pull yourself out of, out of hell before you can actually fully get out. I think that's well said there because I think it is like, you know, you have to put in perspective what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year too. Would do we even think they would have seven wins at the beginning of the year? So I think that's a good good point. To look at uh, Nico the Jets is uh, Wilson again. Just I love. Did you hear Rogers like kind of loves this guy a little bit too? I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. I Rogers always talks like, has his back and everything too. Well, I mean that's 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 what Aaron Rodgers brings to a football team is he, oh, he yeah. okay. around him. Look, I look, Zach yeah. Wilson without pressure is one of the one of the, the scariest quarterbacks in the NFL. It's crazy because let's let's not forget week one when he when Aaron Rodgers went down, everyone's like, ah, oh, see the sky's falling, it's over. They won week one. Yeah, they, they they beat the Bills week one. On on I think it was Monday night or Sunday night football, whatever it was. Like Monday without night. pressure, the Jets have no pressure right now. They threw Trevor Sivian in there. Their playoff hopes are near, basically dead outside of a Hail Mary miracle. Zach Wilson said, "You like fuck it, I'm just gonna go out there and do whatever I can." <laughs> and I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers calling the plays or Daniel Hackett, but uh, the Daniel Hackett is one only has a job in this league because of one man. That's Aaron Rodgers. 
And that's not showing you why, because Zach Wilson has an arm. He had an arm at BYU, but it's not an accurate arm. And and at this point, Zach Wilson's saying, I'm playing to keep my job as a backup next year. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm playing, I'm playing to hopefully be on this team next year. And, and if not next on the Jets, maybe somewhere else. And he said, screw it. I'm just gonna do out do whatever I can to sling the ball as far as I can, get the ball to playmakers like Garrett Wilson, who was a damn good playmaker in, in the open field. And and that's all he's done. Like I said, there's no pressure on him right now. They're not making the playoffs. Um, they're not eliminated, but it's gonna take like I said, it's gonna take a lot. And just say why not? I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is telling him too right now. He's like, dude, like I know people are saying stuff in the media. That's the New York media, media, plain and simple. Like, get used to it. You're going to be the either A, the most loved loved person in New York, or B, the most hated man in New York. That's because you're the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Plain and simple. There's more romance going on. I don't know. And you're, and you're gonna and you're gonna have to figure it out because when I come back, we'll believe just fine. And people will forget all about why they hate you because they'll love me again. And that's all Aaron is telling you. Um, 27. What I think the Cowboys just got a field goal there, so now it's 27 13. They're up 14 here at six. Up. Go ahead, Jordan. Now, I do want to touch on the Texans a little bit. Uh, yeah, go with ahead. With CJ Stroud being a rookie and losing his number one wide receiver and weapon that he told the organization to draft after he was drafted himself, you know, he, he looked completely lost today without Tank. Tank was his big third down guy, Tank was his big downfield. Nico, Nico Collins also went down early in that game, too. So, two receivers yeah. out for the whole and, game. And it, to ask a rookie quarterback to without his weapons, it kind of remind me of you know early Andy Dalton losing AJ Green. Uh, it just kind of takes the it just kind of takes the fuse out of the the offense, and I think he has to adjust to that because the NFL is a learning game every week, and especially being a rookie. So I I don't think we need to plant the flag of uh, defeat over in the Texans because they're going to have to revamp it. They're going to have to you know, lean on the run a little, probably a little bit more. Probably a little bit more play action if they get that going. Uh, they got to get the tight ends more involved. Kind of what, kind of what the Bengals are doing to Jake Browning. You know, just could they have to go revamp and change the offense up a little bit because losing lo- losing your number one guy and your number two guy, especially a week after you lose your number one guy, uh, and the Jets defense. I mean, that that's the defense where if they had yeah. even the offense outside of Aaron Rodgers would easily make the playoffs as an eight seed. Uh, it just. He, I, I don't I, I don't think we have to be that harsh on the Texans. Uh, it's That's definitely fair. a learning curve. CJ Stroud's going to rebound. They're going to be fine. Uh, they just got to get healthy and they got to add more pieces next year for these for these exact reasons where you know the, they got to be more of a next man up mentality. But uh, let, you know let, let, let's not be too harsh on them. And we'll see what they do next week with the concussion protocol with him with uh, going into next week late game check. Uh, Samuel scores two t two d tds again. He, he just continues to look awesome right now as a receiver. Purdy's on his game just at a high level right now. Feels like he's starting to get that MVP mojo going a little bit here in the way the Niners are cooking. We'll see how they continue to do through it. I'm sorry, Deagle, you roll your eyes there, but like, I mean, though, I, I feel like if they have the best, I don't know. I feel like he's going to get it over McCaffrey still. No. Take McCaffrey off the field. No. That team all of a sudden is one of the most robotic teams no. in football. McCaffrey does everything. No. Did Brock Purdy run 72 yards in the first play of scrimmage? No, I'm telling you. I'm agreeing with you. I'm going I'm, I'm I'm Darren. I'm not arguing I'm with Darren. you, Jimmy. I'm talking to Darren, mostly talking to Tyler if he's listening. Brock Purdy did not drive that team 72 yards. In one he's not, but the NFL is going to give the quarterback the MVP, well, right? Not, not when it's Brock Purdy last pick in the draft. Oh. Nobody wants to get behind him. 
He's the weirdest, most awkward-looking guy of all time. It's all Christian McCaffrey. He's got the square jawline. He's got the fact that he's been the best player on the football field since he was six years old. Six. And he's playing Vegas against the NFL now. Odds, Vegas doesn't – I mean, I trust Vegas a little bit with these things, right? They have Purdy right up there. No. There's no – I can't trust Vegas with this. There's no fucking way. Look, at, look, the argument against Christian McCaffrey being the best player on this team is, is that Debo Samuel and George Kill are still putting up numbers. McCaffrey opens everything up. Everything so up. Should he win the MVP? Everything then? up. Yes. He is yeah. the MVP of this football team. No, he I'm saying the league. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't I, Arguably, I would say yes. I, okay. I think I would say yes because they're one of the best football teams in the league. I think it maybe comes up to Dak because if the Cowboys are the number one seed the NFC, it's conversation. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying it's conversation. Yeah. I think maybe it hurts maybe again. Like Mahomes hasn't looked great. Do you give it to um, Lamar Jackson because because the, the Ravens are winning football games? Yeah. Like it's very very toss up. And I look, it's a toss up, and I don't think Purdy is does deserves to be in the conversation. I like oh, I, said, I think he's gonna get he, the vote. He's, he's, he's done a great off, job. Off out. He has done a great job with what he has. He has done a great job with what he has. But the offense, the whole team, runs on the back of number 23, and I will stand on that. The MVQ, though, Jordan, I always say it. The MVQ, let's see if the best team's quarterback gets the job done again. Uh, they pull out the – Was it? it's only been like – I don't think a receiver has ever even won the MVP award. I think there's something like that. I, I mean, I think like, – I, don't, I know maybe a kicker's Jerry, won it. Maybe Jerry. I know a kicker won it sometime, sometime randomly. In oh, Jerry was – I don't think Jerry Rice ever did win No, I don't think Jerry ever won it either. That's person I would have, so I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. the Niners continue to look good there, Jordan. Made a case. Yeah. Samuel's now on it. I mean, that's the thing with the league. Like we said, we, we talked about the Niners a lot last week. It's kind of why I put them at the end here. It is when they're on their game like they always are, they by far look like the scariest team in the NFL, and it's going to be hard for them to for anybody to stick with them on any level, especially after getting Chase Young at the other defensive line spot. Uh, 27-13 is still here as we're getting close to the fourth quarter. Oh, uh, the oh yeah part of the show, just a couple games here you might have forgot about because we might have too. Saints, they end up uh, they beat the Panthers 28-6, to and then one terrible weather out in Vegas, low-scoring game. Vikings, hold on. And, uh, Vegas playing it, I think it was snowing out there in Vegas today. I think that's why it was 3 uh, uh, yeah. there. I know that your owner looks like Lloyd Christmas, but you don't have to be dumb when you talk about the Raiders, man. Uh, Come thank, on. God, thank God that game wasn't in my damn in our damn area, Jimmy, because I, oh, I would have no, rather no. thrown it up. I got Sunday ticket. I could have I could have put it on if I wanted to, but I didn't uh, know. No one purposely put that game on i'm sorry no one <laughs> you know what? they were hoping for one of the other games to end quickly so they could get bonus coverage because they need like some viewership for the raiders vikings game. i i Please. saw i saw a stat it was like um teams that have scored three points uh record in a, in a football game one and 123 and one <laughs> so, so they're the only team in NFL history that's won a football game three to zero and 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 the and i think that probably was score got me i don't know if it was but it's the only team that's I ever done it and, and the other other non-loss was a tie so it's yeah uh, god i antonio hey, pierce is uh and they're uh, you're Oh, he's done. He's, he's not stepping around. Yeah, he so, had a little mojo going a little bit, but like just the creativity on offense, you can tell he's not he's not ready there to be the maybe good. The defense, I've been okay with the defense to be honest with you. Raiders defense. So, so bring what, back what, the what do you think about the reports that came out of uh, Marvin Lewis sitting in on the offensive meetings this week? 
Marvin Lewis. That would be. I mean, I saw Mark Davis at the in season tournament. Uh, Mark Davis was a joy. I, I would. I would end my football fan career if I were you, Darren. If that happens, oh, I, don't I don't want Darren. Marvin Lewis. I don't want Marvin. What the Darren thinks about it? Uh, <laughs> you, you Jackson, Jordan, I'm right? gonna cry. You're gonna legitimately make me cry if you continue hey, to say that name. Hey. Maybe you can go get Bill Belichick. I heard he's on the outside. Patriot, that Patriot <laughs> that way one makes worked, me feel better. Patriot, I won't cry over that, him. That Patriot way worked pretty well down there in Oakland or, or Vegas. Oh, now. God. Yeah, we, yeah the, the, the Raiders are a complete mess. They continue to be 5-8 and eight now. Vikings, I don't know. They're kind of a mess too right now. They, they get the win, but that's one where you're – I don't know how you feel. As a coaching staff, you're like, yeah, I guess. All right, so we got the win there. There's a defense, I guess you're fine. Uh, standings check here as we kind of get through it here. As I'm looking at the AFCs, I'm going to get it up on the screen here just so everybody can get a, a good look at the, uh, at the standings here. I'll go to the conference with it. Ravens hold that one seed. Dolphins obviously can uh, tie them up tomorrow. Uh, right now, Browns, Steelers, Colts are holding that 5-6-7 seed in the AFC. Move our way to the NFC. Uh, you have the big four there, Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, Lions covering that up. And then you got the Vikings, Packers, Bucks, kind of holding down the the next three seeds there, record wise. So lots of play out here. I mean, I feel like, I guess next week is, is that kind of a, that should be a little separation. Now that we have all these teams at seven and six, I feel like that might be the week where we start to see. All right, now we're starting to get that one game lead a little bit here. We should have a few teams start to drop out. So I'll be curious what the big news. We'll see what the Dolphins can do tomorrow. Um, I don't think we're crossing any nine, uh, teams off the list though today, Jimmy. I think we, I think we're good today on teams. I think there's nobody there that's kind of quite. And the Seahawks, I feel like might be getting yeah, close. We're on the list. Shoot. We haven't decided if there's an ability to to take the team off the list. We put them on like week six, I think, after the. Yeah, I understand. That. I, I completely understand <laughs> that. Like, that week that you said you were going to fade them for the rest of the season, they went on the list. Probably, look, look, if you did that week six, I do not play you at all. No. At all. Not yeah, one no. bit. They were, they were the second team put on the list. Of course, they were early. Probably the first. I would not blame you at all. Yeah, we had them on there very early on the list. I think well, the Jets, well, the, pa- the Panthers and the uh, uh, the Panthers and the Patriots were officially eliminated. So if you want to put big yeah. X to it. Can we, put, can we put the Jets on there? Because I just want yeah. to make sure. We're, uh, shameless plug. We're having our bowl pick show on Tuesday. And my oh, brother's yeah. the defending champion. And I'm trying to get in his head. So let's put the Jets on the list. Right, because he there. was trying to walk me through the mall today. The crowded-ass mall that's been the most crowded during Christmas that I've seen since the pandemic, he's like, you know what? We beat, we won 30 to six today. If we win next week, the week after, and Zach Wilson is like, shut up, dude. Just, just (laughs) accept your fate, accept your fate that you have no shot at the playoffs this year and move on to next year. That's what you got to be doing. I want to, I want to raise my hand because I think two teams on the list can still make the playoffs. Jimmy heard it from me on our show a lot this past week. I think the Packers are making the playoffs. They were on there early too. I'm sure they were early, but they they have a very, very easy schedule the next five games, including Monday night against the 
Tommy fucking DeVito, a New York football giant. Okay. The Packers, Packers can go on a little bit of a run here, and I think that they're a playoff team. They would be in right now if we would be shamed for putting them on the list. I'm going to say, I Tommy DeVito's going to bury Jordan Love behind the fucking. Come on, Tommy. I would, I would love nothing more than two of those teams make the make the playoffs, and I think everyone knows that one team is. I think the Packers will be one of them. I think the Seahawks might be coming up next on this list, though. I feel like they're they're getting close. They're 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 getting. Wait a second, Drew Lock threw a touchdown pass. He did. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Who is that guy?" But then I was like, "Oh, that's their boy, I Drew." Knew that guy. Yeah, that's their boy, Drew's out there. Um, so I think, I think that's in the stadium, and all of a sudden, he turned into Peyton Manning. Is that Buzz Lightyear? Oh wait, that was the other failed backup. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Uh, so we got the list. It was funny, Nico, get your perspective on it because you haven't seen the list. So it was good getting the outsider's side of it. With then we got the Packers, Broncos. There's the one that's making us a little better. Every other team I'm fine with outside. Look, Wait the Broncos, second. the Packers. Every team on the list has won a game within the last month. So oh, boy. We're in trouble now. Some uh, of them have won, too. Like the Cardinals beat the Steelers last week. The Bears just beat the Lions. The Panthers are the only one that I think we could definitively just keep on there. Patriots our guy, our guy Rev can't be really very Panthers. good after the Cardinals a loss to the Cardinals into the pa- uh, Patriots back to back at home. You talk about Rev. I was thinking about you, my man, Monday watching that one. Probably throwing up while watching that Thursday night game. Twenty-one uh, nothing by Zach. There, there was a football game Thursday. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch. There was a, People hit each oh, other. Jimmy, I, was I was watching, watching AW. I was watching. I was watching the end season tournament. I didn't know there was football <laughs> oh, on Thursday. No. Oh, I, hey, I was watching professional wrestling at that point. Well, uh, that's what they you call those two teams. Team Punk come back, baby. Yeah, that's what, that's what they call hey. American football. <laughs> um, all right, here we got. We'll get to the Monday night part of it. Who you got? It sounds like are we take anybody taking Thomas. Or is it all Packers here? Everybody going Packers? Or we Chill gonna... alone, I'll be so... <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. Nico, Packers? Yeah, I'm on the Packers. I think Cover? They win by six? What's, what's the spread? Six? six? Oh, that's ugly. I don't know. Top, I, I don't know. In New York? Uh, okay. I don't know. Jordan, the I don't Giants know about have the no cover. defense. I'm about to cover, but I'm definitely taking the Packers. I'll... All right, all right, got it. I had to pick away, moved, when we were cover, making our picks, but... it was six and a half. Six and a half. All right, move to six then, a little bit here. Thirty-six. Um, Jordan Packers. They pull it out. Giants show any life? I think it's a close game. Give me the Packers by three. Jimmy, can we get a little Italian flavor here? No, it all, it, it's all ugly. Up. I think yeah, that if right. it is, if it's really ugly, then yeah, the the Giants should be able to pull it off. But uh, I I want to see Jordan Love win, but Tommy DeVito outperformed him. I, I, I don't know what it is. You know what it is. You, I, I have two Italian yeah, flags yeah, in my class. Yeah, everybody no, knows what it is. Everybody yeah, knows yeah, what no, this is. Yeah, no, I watched all is. 10 seasons of The Sopranos, rewatched them again before I went to see The Many Saints in Newark. It's, it's I just, still got to watch that series, but I always see the YouTube clips. I feel like I've seen the show. But I, I, I'm, I'm, actually also, I'm also Italian. I've never seen that show. Yeah, the, are you in the mafia? No. I'm in sanitation. It's a wa- I'm in waste management. It's a stereotype and it's offensive. Jimmy, you might have a little acting career there. You might, might want to stay. stay no, that's just Jimmy's family. I was dreaming of Tony Soprano's voice. It's not I was watching it's, so many episodes. That's, that's just it's, not, it's, it's not oh, actually. Yeah. No, you can see the video. I have, a, I have a cousin whose house still looks like it's 1940 all the way down to the green carpet. And the oh, covers geez. on the sofas. And yeah, when I was yeah, standing yeah. in there going to the bathroom, it was Frank Sinatra, the big other, 
the bigger the figure, the more that I love it, the more that I fear it, the bigger the figure, the bigger the figure, the more that I fear it, the more that I fear it, the better I love it. I wish I could give Jimmy props on his acting skills, but that's literally his whole fan. That's his real life. Literally his whole fan. That's literally his real life. I'm not acting. I'm not acting. I'm just, I'm acting when I'm not talking in the accent. That's, I'm actually a decent actor the other way. So we got all that Packers there. Well, I'm hoping for the Giants because I want the Packers. I want that to stand up. I don't want our list to get ruined. I want to. I want to make sure we don't blow any of that. So that I'm sorry, Broncos too. Got to stay to that. Uh, Titans, Dolphins, another barn burner tomorrow night. Double header. These these weird double header Monday night games that are what a week 14 matchup. What and we get two weird games, both starting at 5:30 uh, out my time. Five, you know, 5:20. I mean, just kind of, I don't know. I don't get the whole thing anyways. Uh, you know, if you did want to watch the game separate, they're ruining one game for you, showing the highlights. I'm assuming we all have the Dolphins winning this as well in cruise control. A 13-and-a-half spread as well. That's the other big part of it. 13 so, too big of a number to touch in the NFL. Does Hill get two touchdowns? I guess that's the only question. Hill, Hill get, do I get two oh, touchdowns? I, oh, easily. Easily. Get, give me a reverse oh. touchdown and a passing touchdown. <laughs> Yeah. But I do think that the Titans will be able to score because no Jalen Phillips, it, it has affected that pass rush and the ability for the Miami defense to get after the quarterback. I don't what's up with this doubleheader thing? This doubleheader thing is weird to me. I just don't get it. I, I guess it's just something to try something. The NFL has no more college football to compete against. Yeah, I know. Why put it out at the same time? Why not put one on earlier than or something? I don't know. I just don't get the whole idea of that. But whatever. You know what? This is maybe a move by Goodell. He's like, oh, you think that you deserve more of the revenue sharing? We're going to put you head to head against this market. We're going to see <laughs> well, I mean, who draws more viewers, and that's who's going to get Miami bigger. New York. Tommy I mean, I think, we, I think we got what? We got four. We got two games on Saturday. Yeah, next going next Saturday. We three. have those. Well. Nico, Nico and my three. team. Nico and our team. There's three. Uh, there's three. Yep. yep. Three teams in that one. Um, what do you guys, uh, what do you got for game ball this week? Who's your game ball for week 14? Uh, who showed up for you, Nico? What do you got for game ball for you? Well, I, I look. I'd be honest with you. I didn't watch a ton of the other football games. Oh, give me a Broncos guy. I don't care. It's, Cor- it's Corlin Sutton. Corlin Sutton yeah. is, is a top fifteen receiver in football. Arguably top ten receiver right now in football. Ten ten touchdowns this year. He has been the guy. He's been the guy, like the number one guy. And I tweeted it out on our account. There's shades of DT everywhere in his game. The way he get up, gets off the ball, the way he gets out of his breaks, the way he wins one-on-one balls against everybody he faces. One-on-one ball in the end zone, you go to four, you find 14. doesn't matter how bad the ball Russell Wilson throws. Number 14 will go up and get it. And the interception, the, the touchdown he had, uh, the one-handed grab over, I think it was, I think it might have been over Derwin. I forgot, or maybe it was over Asante Samuel. I forgot who it was for the Chargers. That was just incredible. He's he's been the rock for this football team. Him, Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, and and I like I said, I I see a lot of like I grew up on Peyton and, and DT and seeing Corlin Sutton be the DT of this era for this team has been fantastic. And he's one of the most underrated receivers in football, in my opinion. And, and this year he's shown that doesn't matter who's stolen to him, he can still be the number one guy on a good team. Good game ball there, week 14. Jordan, who you got for game ball? I, I'm gonna have to give two of them out. Uh, one one's going to David Njoku, uh, big time rebound performance, and a second one, a, a lot lesser known name, uh, DJ Ivy, stepping in at cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals, making an absolute great pass breakup in the third quarter when all momentum was going the other way, and coming up with a big special teams fumble rebound. So that set us up in position to score. 
It turned the whole game around. He's a guy that I actually wanted cut in the preseason. He didn't look great. It didn't look a great signing. Uh, it just uh, absolute made the most out of his time today. So there, there's my big game balls. I like it. Who you got, Jimmy? There's so much Harvard pain in Bengals fans. It's hilarious because we. I have the same feeling about the guy I'm about to give my my game ball to. It's Trey Hendrickson. It's 91. Two tackles today, two sacks in huge moments. Ended the quote comeback attempt. They were still down by too much. It, it wasn't really going to be a comeback, but absolutely, yeah. it, he just steps up when he needs to and leads that defense. And I think that he's the whole attitude of the defense because you never really see him doing much outside of putting in work. And he he does do a lot in the community, which which makes me happy. Even though I don't live in the Cincinnati community, but I still like to follow guys that are good people outside of the sport. And I think he's one of those. He's really good on the field. Um, last week was a great exhibition when on Monday night when he knelt down and prayed right away for Trevor Lawrence when he when he got injured, and just he he's the all around total package. Ninety one gets the game ball today, and he's earned it a few times. But I guess I'll give it to him today because we're, I'm being biased. I'm I'm a fan. And, you're, and you're buying his jersey. You're buying his. I'm jersey. buying his jersey too. I'll, I'll be able to pay for that, for maybe an extra weekend of the vacation that he gets to take in the off season that he's going to deserve. Well, we know what your mom's going to get you now for it. What Santa Claus is going to get you out, Chris? We got, we I'm got getting Bruce. I'm not getting any presents. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, I'm going to get that. All right. So you got that. I got to buy myself. <laughs> That's not good with the gift. I got Tyler Wallace here. I got to get the play up on the screen. It was a great play. Uh, I'm going to end it there. Or uh, get his game. The punt return, you don't see that too often to end the game. So he ends up winning the uh, winning the game for the Ravens on the screen. Wallace from the 25. Aaron Wallace breaks out of the tackle, takes it down the sideline. Shitty tackling. Shitty tackling. I, 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 I do want to say, beginning of that play, if you go back to the very beginning, there was a very, very close block on the back call. That, that, so, Aaron Wallace? No, right there. There's two possibilities right there. There's some possibilities. I might be a Raven hater, but that's that's just shitty tackling, and that's two biz calls. That ain't, yeah. that ain't the, the Ravens. The big one's right there. That's the big yeah. one. Where they yeah. two guys out, but that, that was the biggest one to me. But I saw it live, and I, when I watched it live, I was like, ah, that could be it, and I saw nothing. But, look, it doesn't take away from the play he made because that was a hell of a play he made. To get out of that tackle move it's back. Uh, I don't know why I was, I was I'm fully aware that I'm a hater. <laughs> Everybody does your hate on it. Uh, all right. Uh, look ahead here. Last part here. Game 15, uh, week 15 matchups here. Uh, kind of an interesting schedule. Thursday night, you got uh, we got a game between the Chargers and the Raiders. We'll see how that goes. But then Saturday, you got the Vikings at your Bengals, Steelers, Colts, Broncos, Lions. So not maybe – how you would think like oh great matches, but if you look at the records of those all those teams, it kind of will make a difference. Like like even that Steelers game, you're not like oh that's a great game, but both teams are seven and six between them and the Colts. Your Bengals, your Vikings, both the Vikings are still right there in the mix. You guys are right in there there in the mix, and of course we get the night game here with the Broncos coming out of nowhere, and then the Lions kind of struggling a little bit in that sense, not finding their groove. So some interesting games on Saturday, and then we move on to the Sunday slate. As well, probably the most interesting game for me on that is Dallas at Buffalo um, on that Sunday on the Sunday games there, and then the other one that maybe I guess would be a little bit intriguing is that Tampa Bay at Green Bay, and then Sunday night Baltimore at Jacksonville. The Monday night game is Philadelphia at Seattle. So that's our slate for next uh, next week, Jimmy. Yeah, Nico and I are actually really familiar with these games because we've already made our picks for Week 15. I'm not going to re release them here. 
Uh, but we we're making some scheduling changes because we do have the live show Tuesday for our college bowl pick'em show. Um, but yeah, we we've already looked at these games; they've already been picked, and there's going to be which a lot game, of movement. Which game stands out to you? Kind of like it's kind of an intriguing one there. Well, it's funny now that that we did pick opposite of it that Thursday night matchup with the the Chargers and the Raiders. They how they both look this weekend. I'm like, yeah. oh. That's even more of a toilet bowl than Easton, it's gonna be Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. Bite me. Oh, I'm not I'm doing something else. No, I know that we're not watching yeah, it. Right, I didn't right. say that we're watching I'm just, it. I'm just thinking that it's hilarious I, that I, we look, both these Thursday night games are turning into uh what what should I watch tonight other than football? <laughs> it's, it's it's the good old hey girl, hey girlfriend. Uh yeah, um, I'm sorry. What do you uh, want to do on like, Thursdays? I'm gonna, Thursdays I'm will be your up, day. Because I care about you, I'm gonna skip out on football just for you. And it's these it's games like these that you all you can skip out, you'll be just fine. That's funny. That's funny. The lion, like I said, Lions Broncos. We kind of briefly talked about that. That'll be a good game there. Uh, this week, all that we'll see that Baltimore Jacksonville Sunday night game, kind of an interesting one in some ways. When we're doing this game next, when we're doing it next week, just from the Jaguars, we kind of we didn't get much into them, but we've talked about them a lot. Of them, like, are they going to hit this wall? So we'll see what the Ravens do next week. That'll be kind of an interesting game as we're on the air. Uh, you guys, like you mentioned, Jimmy, you guys are doing the pick'em show. It sounds like you guys already recorded that. I look forward to checking that out. Oh, it's the it's full, live the Tuesday at seven p.m. Mountain Standard Time on our Tuesday YouTube channel. seven. All right, I'll be there for it. I'll be checking it out. Um, you guys uh, will roll through that. You guys always make that show fun. I'm assuming you're, the champ is going to be there as well. The champ We're returning the champion and Jeremy, right. both both guys right. that have been on the other three. Um, and and then we're also going to have an extra bonus episode, so that's why we made our 15 picks, week 15 picks. We did it a couple weeks ago where we re-released the episode after the Avalanche won the, the Stanley Cup. This upcoming Thursday, you're going to hear our week 15 picks, our preview a week ahead of time, and then you're also going to hear the replay of when the Nuggets won the NBA championships. You're going to get to hear Nico's celebration if you're a new listener from VSN or if you're a new listener over to our show or if you just want to relive the glory days and see where our takes were at that point. That's what I did with the last one because the last one was two years ago, so I wasn't a teacher at the time. We yeah. had just signed Russell Wilson, and I was like, oh, yeah, Denver just gets all the best athletes. athletes John Elway, Joe Sackick, Russell Wilson. But it was comfortable putting those three on the same exact level. And now I'm kind of <laughs> looking back at it like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, follow at FEOTV pod. That's the content that we have coming out for you. The, the Pick'em Show is one of the best that we do all year. You guys are going to enjoy that one. We'll, we'll talk betting. Uh, Jeremy is an Ohio State fan, so we're probably going to have yeah, to talk the selection process again yeah. for, for the third yeah, time we- in the last three weeks. But That'll be fun. And then I, and we'll probably get into a few – as we kind of make our way through this on Saturday night, we'll kind of add in a few games here. If we'll react to a few uh, big college games here on Talking the Gridiron. Uh, Nico, it's fun having you on the show this week, man. Thanks for joining oh, us. I, I appreciate it. Like I said, all the all the Chiefs stuff I saw on Twitter going about, and then I saw the Broncos, um, you know, getting a little bit of hatred for beating it basically having a fourth home game and going into the Los Angeles slash uh, the Denver Chargers, uh, the Chargers Arena, SoFi Stadium, mini Mile High Stadium, as we like to call it here. Um, so, yeah, I, look, I, I it's it's fun to talk football again is all I'm going to say. It was very, very shitty for a long time. And, 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 and like I said, when you have both Jimmy and I's teams both Good right now. It's fun. It's it's very very fun because like you said, we're arguing over getting the last playoff spot. When I when I'm telling him, be like, hey, 
we don't have anything. You can't steal it from us because we're hoping for the we're, – we're throwing Hail Marys just as much as you are. So it's sure. fun to have two good football teams, especially when you also have, you know, one of the best hockey teams in the league and obviously the best basketball team with the best basketball player in the world. No, that, they weren't good enough to Thank win the right tournament, though, uh, Nico. So LeBron last night I, – I, I'm about to get you on with Doug – Oh. Our double, double hey, 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 let me know. I, I, I could go off on the end-season tournament. All that we will, we will be talking next week. I'll be sure to check in with you that. The, where are the goggles for the end-season tournament? I was like, I was like, but you got a game in like two days from now. Um, all right, so that was that. Far into the bench. Make sure you check those guys out. They put out good content. This is one of their – this is their prime time kind of with the selection shows and all that as well. So be sure to check that out. J- Jordan, you're continuing to talk on the gridiron with, uh, with us here. Appreciate you taking the time to join us again here this evening, man. And uh, I know you guys have been to the tailgate there. Took a little break on that with Doug going there. So I got Fat Boy Fadeaway. We're going to be doing that tomorrow night uh, with Tyler. We'll be talking uh, Warriors and Raiders a little bit tomorrow. So I'll go to that a little bit. I got some struggles to talk about. My, 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 how they turn tables. Yeah, uh, they have hey, turned we have a, a Christmas Day come, game coming up. Maybe uh, we do have one there coming up on Christmas It's going to be unfortunate that I'm going to be out of the country. We won't be able to do a preview show. But, Darren, when I get back stateside, we got to do a post. We got to do a, a midseason. We got to get you back on our show. Is what yeah, we're no, gonna, for what sure. I'm trying yeah. Yeah, we got to make that happen for sure. Do a little uh, little January check-in like we did last year with it. So, talk of the gridiron, week 14. We're moving along, Jimmy Pilato, Jordan. We're moving along here. We're out week 15 here next week. And we'll get to week – and we'll take a little break probably week 16, but we'll move our way through it there and hit the hit the playoffs. So, top four, our guy Nico from far to the bench, for Jordan Maxson, for Jimmy Pilato from far to the bench. I'm Darren Breyer. We'll see you next week on Talking the Gridiron. Peace. <laughs>